Roads FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Preparing the World for the Great Reset. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Thursday, November 9th in the year 2023. Apologies for the late start tonight. Had another. <laughs> oh, you're going to guess it. What do you think happened? Another Mac issue. I was trying to do some cross-platform work, and of course, it didn't work. There's, we're going to get into this tonight because I've been doing some research on what's actually been happening, and from what I can tell, this is either the land of the retards working at Apple, or it's something more dark and pernicious, which is probably more in line with what's going on there. But we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Now, patriots, one thing for sure, and it's something we just have to keep in mind: it's clear the unthinkable is here. Our most trusted institutions now deceive us boldly every day. Something is clearly wrong. Yeah, no kidding, man. I'll tell you all the pedophiles up in D.C. And time is short to become more self-reliant and secure the future for your family. Act today with My Patriot Supply. You want to do this, Patriots? It's good. You got to get your food system down. My Patriot Supply, the country's largest preparedness company, is more than equipped to stock your shelves. Oh, they'll do it for you, trust me. Their best-selling three-month emergency food kit provides delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners that last up to 25 years in storage. You can't beat that. That's like the best insurance policy going. Could you imagine, like, you get 25 years down the road, you're like, hey, honey, what's in that? Like, let's have a party. Hopefully that'll be the case. We don't need it, right? These kits provide over 2,000 calories per day and are simple to prepare. Just add water and heat them up and eat them. That's good, man. I'll tell you. Make sure every member of your family has a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Go to our website, which is preparewithbards.com. Preparewithbards.com. Order by 3 p.m. and your food will ship on the same day with free shipping. That's awesome. Can't get better than that. It's Best to have emergency food and not and not need it than to need it and not have it. <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. Like, I'm hungry. I should have bought it. Don't want that. So that's preparewithbars.com. Preparewithbars.com. Head on over there and check it out. They're a good company. They've been a great sponsor for us, too. Really like these folks. They're good. So check that out, Patriots. It's awesome sauce is what that is. All right. So I'm going to tell you, first of all, this. Um, I had a long talk with a number of long talks today. One of them was with Brian Kahenik, which you all should know. By the way, he's got a new song out. It is good. And I'm going to have him on the show when I get back. It'll be the show before Thanksgiving, um, probably. I think we'll do it that week. I, I'm going to be going to Montana this next week. So just a forewarning, everybody. There's going to be some sh- schedule shifts. I'm probably going to put up some rerun shows for you to listen to, and I'm going to see if Hannah can run the chat. We'll see if that can happen. I don't know. We're going to try it. I think I think she can. So we'll probably put some rerun shows up for a few days, so don't panic. I'll try to get a few pre-recorded, but I'm going to be in Montana hunting elk. 
thanks to one of our great B-dads over there who's invited me to come over for an elk hunt and do horseback riding into the backcountry. Now, if you think that I was going to, I hate to tell you, I love you all. Okay, I love you all. But when it comes to making a choice between a few days of elk hunting in the backcountry in Montana on horseback and sitting here and doing and choosing between that and hmm, podcasting, I'm going to choose that one. Sorry, I, I don't want you to take offense to it. You're wonderful folks, but I'm still going hunting. So it's going to be good. Oh, somebody just said, oh, Bards is coming home with horses. Don't be surprised. The way God's working these days, I have no idea. Who knows? That's going to be something. So it's it's going to be a great time. And I'm, I'll give some great reports when I get back. We'll have a wonderful time. We have a lot of, we're going to have some guest people when I get back. Obviously, some normal interviews that are awesome. But we're going to have the Cantrells on when I get back. Probably get some of the kids on to talk, which will be wonderful. The following week, we're going to have CJ and Rick on, which is going to be awesome. CJ is, and Rick are the ministry team that joined us in Portland. Hey, all sorts of good stuff. Busy month, though. Very, very busy month. So let's dig in to some crazy, which is what our world is by definition. It's crazy. Here's the deal. I'm going to start with this whole thing with Apple because it's, I've been pulling my hair out, kind of, not really. I actually have a pretty good head of hair, so didn't need to pull any out. But I will tell you, stress-wise, it's been off-chain. Because every time I turn around, there's been some other crisis This crisis is coming about on the platform, and it's always related to Apple. So I had a long talk with Brian today and a few others about what's going on with Apple and confirming that I have now confirmed, as I've shared with you some, that this latest update on Sonoma has just wreaked havoc across the web, causing problems with access to the web, causing problems with getting into uh, having it read certain microphones or certain technical equipment. It's and Disney is having troubles with their Mac platforms thanks to this new Sonoma garbage that was put out there. And here's the thing about this update, this operation, this uh, OS, it's an operating system that they did. If you undo it wrong, your computer turns into a brick, which is nice. I mean, that's exactly what you want is a $2,500 or $5,000 brick because you try to take something off it. Apple's computers are massively expensive, and you expect them to be cutting edge. And when it has come in the past to the areas of audio engineering and video production, Apple has ranked the best. But I don't think that's true anymore. And so as we've dug into this, one of the things that has been happening, and Apple's been right in the forefront of this, is Apple has been integrating AI chips into its latest units. Now, one of the places it's been putting them is the phone. And the phone has autonomous AI chips in it. And these things are dangerous. And we have to be aware of what was happening here. So Apple's unique in that its entire ecosystem is connected. So if you, if you have an Apple computer, you're not going to be able to use a Windows phone with an Apple's computer or an Android phone with an Apple computer, okay? But if you, you can use apps that might be able to t do the same thing, but the phones won't integrate into the system. If you have an iPad, you have an a Apple laptop, you have an a, uh, Apple iPhone, then all of these things are tied into a central hub in their cloud system, and it's all reading it's each other. Well, as I was getting some stuff going to this morning and doing some research, this is what we have now are discovering. What the understanding is apparently there are some autonomous chips being put into the latest iPhones. And what these autonomous chips are doing, and I think they're going into the, hard, the new hard systems like laptops and iPads and things, but imagine you have a latest iPhone because that's usually the first appliance people replace because it's the one that gets that everyone relies on the most. And then you have a two-year-old laptop, and say you have a three-year-old iPad. All of those are tied to the same system. 
But with these new AI chips that are in here, these AI chips are working behind the scenes to collect data off of all of them. So they become the engine behind the scenes. Now, the reason this gets very creepy, besides the fact that they're drawing massive amounts of data off of us right now, and Apple, I would say, is probably the number one violator of all of this at the moment, which is kind of hard to believe that they could be worse than others, but I think they are. Besides, they have a, it always goes back to the garden. What's their symbol? Chew the apple, right? Eve. So here's the deal, is that what they're doing is they're pulling all this data and they're, even though the chip may, may be in one phone, it's using its power to penetrate other systems and pull the data together. And this is also in, in preparation for what is going to be the great reset. So a lot of these updates, and these updates are coming hard and fast if you haven't seen them lately. You can't even open up your computer lately for a day or two without getting an update on something. Much of this is happening because these AI systems are now being integrated on a mass scale. And they're doing so because this is in preparation for the new system they're rolling in place. This new system is going to be 100% AI driven. And it is the one thing that they're not wanting you to look at, think about, talk about at all, because they're going to keep you busy with things like Trump's trial, which is so national security driven that, of course, we have to sit on the edge of our seat. Or they're going to keep you busy with things like the fear of war that won't happen in the Middle East, or the fear of, of something else, like some sort of solar event or it's going to be an earthquake or something. It's constantly fear-driven because what they're doing in the middle of this is as they are provoking these reactions, they're driving more traffic into the web and they're monitoring and tracking everybody. They are at a level right now, believe it or not, the sophistication with AIs and the intelligence community's ability to sweep data that if they take a voice print, listen to this, and of course I'm on the top of this list, they take a voice print, they can take the voice print put it into an AI and develop a, a real picture of what my studio and me look like at the moment. They have that much data and they have that much nuance in their AIs. This is real. So we are dealing with a mass data collection state, a national, it's, it's, a, it's a surveillance state at a whole new level with these AIs. Now, the, my understanding is that the reason that the 5G has not rolled out, because 5G, we, we keep looking at the human effect but what 5G is really doing more than anything is it's giving computers an ability to talk faster amongst themselves, which is empowering AI. And that's the first step to get to 6G, where it will be so fast that literally it is a real time on everything down to the, a seed a, a seed and a tomato type level. I mean, we're talking unbelievable level of tracking things. And these AIs are everywhere, and they're in the webs, and they're integrating every, into everything. And this is the fight behind the scenes is people trying to stop this so they're not able to move things out as fast as possible. The problem is they've unleashed AI, and AI is now in everything, and people are liking it. What's really interesting is today that there's a company that I get my, I bought my, a lot of my Jeep stuff from. It's, they, I bought bumpers, and I bought uh, fender protectors and a, a lot of great stuff. They, they're they're great company. It's called JCR Off-Road. It's all built in the United States. It's all um, built with American steel or Canadian steel. Really good stuff. Well, today they sent out a strange apology. And I was like, well, that's odd. Why did you send that? And, and here's the, the thing that they sent out was a, an apology that said this. It was, this is the headline in the email. And it was, we let chat GPT write this, we regret it. So they sent out an ad. They said, we asked G G chat GPT to write a cringe newsletter about JCR, uh, JCR Off-Road's 20% sale going on in November. We regret it. 
Somebody got the bright idea, instead of doing the work themselves, to have ChatGPT write it, and it's actually damaged our business. Good. I mean, I, I like the guys, but I hope they learn that I don't want to see them suffer too much, but the reality is whoever got that lazy idea to not write copy, you're going to pay prices. Everybody's trying to use this AI. This is like literally dealing with a cobra and sitting there and putting your hand near the cobra and think you're not going to get bit. It's deadly. And, and this is stuff that we have no room for, and we have to start making some decisions on how we're going to go forward. Now, I want to go over some things here, which are pretty impressive. And it is literally some headlines to start to show you how they're getting things set up. The critical thing to setting up the Great Reset is this. In order to have the Great Reset, you have to have a complete loss of confidence in current systems. You have to have the loss of confidence in human-driven government. You have to show that human beings are incapable of managing themselves. And you have to then provide a solution, which will be the next level of human management, which people will agree to because people have embraced all those previous. So one of the first things, of course, is food. And here's a headline today from Zero Hedge. Uh, and it reads, Arab Spring 2.0, question mark, Grow Intelligence Head Warns Global Food Crisis is Much Worse Than 2008. The article begins, speaking at the sidelines of Bloomberg's New Economy Forum in Singapore, Saren Menker, founder and CEO of Grow Intelligence, cautioned that the current food crisis surpassed the one in 2007 and 2008, which ultimately sparked Arab Spring across the Middle East a few years later. This is primarily due to, to elevated crop prices and steep declines in local currencies against the dollar. Bloomberg's Jan Mann asked Menker, when we talk about where we see food prices come off from the record highs to last year, what drives food insecurity in, is wars, climate change, and economic shocks? We're feeling that on all fronts right now. So what, what worries you the most? And Menker responded, it's actually the narrative that food prices have come off the highs, which has been the narrative we're using because we're all following future markets that are all dollar denom denominated as a gauge of where food prices are. Actually, what I would correct them is saying is they're lying to people about food prices and they're lying to people about inflation because they don't want people to come to the realization that this is as bad as it is. The food crisis is massive. We have done this on this show and I've shown that literally the real-time consumer inflation for value for principal issues in the household, which would be meat, eggs, milk, cheese, and cereals. Adding to that home electrical or heating costs and adding to that fuel costs to take your to use the car to take kids to and from school or go to work. Just taking those principal issues right there. We have seen a 30 to 50 percent rise in the cost of those items. I went over yesterday to buy some organic whipping cream. Organic whipping cream. It was a, it's a small, what are they, like pints, I guess? I don't even know if that's that much. Six and a half dollars. It's nuts. We have seen a massive inflation. That was a two and a half dollar item 18 months ago. So what we are witnessing right now is an unprecedented level of food inflation. And where they say they're trying to look at future highs, that's their excuse to say, we don't want the public to wake up to how bad the inflation is. This is all part of them starting to break the system down. And when they constantly push at inflation, what they're doing is they're making, obviously, the cost of living go up, which makes the cost of raising a family more impossible. And the whole idea at the end of the day 
is their eugenics mindset, which is to try to keep people from repopulating. Their end game here, I mean, everything about their end game is one thing. They want a transhumanist society. And it's never something to take off the discussion plate because their future objective is that humanity will be transhumanized, everybody will be transhumanized, and they will be integrated into the greater AI systems, which by that time will be a 6G format, and they will be able to be controlled and manipulated in such a degree that people don't even, that people will think they have free will, but never have free will. That's truly the, the matrix coming to life, and that's where we're going. So another one here, it's just interesting, Aussie Telco blackout chaos proves cash still remains king. So in this, it says Australians experienced that truism when telco giant Optus or Optus had a substantial shortage on November 8, resulting in a stop to call services and any bank card transactions for several hours. In short, the mayhem, frustration, and missed opportunities piled up in all quarters. Some businesses, like the call centers at the bank, may have breathed a sigh of relief given they have not fielded calls of concerned customers after they suffered another 0.25% interest rate hike. Uh, courtesy of the Reserve Bank of, of Australia. However, the most for most people and small businesses, it's spelled disaster. The ever-so-convenient tap-and-go method of making payment was removed and without warning. It's a timely reminder to us that all the carrying cash may be sensible, that carrying cash may be sensible thing to do for occasions such as these experienced in November 8th. We know cash is king. And the digital ecosystem, they're doing these things and disrupting the digital ecosystem to create panic and fear. This is all engineered. It's not by accident. It's not like a whoops, don't know what happened. Whoops. All of this is a part of stirring up fear in people. And in so, in so doing, what's happening is that they are literally getting people prepared to go to a new system, the, the distrust for banks, the questions of what to do with currency. They're going to make, they're trying to make cash more difficult to use. Now, interestingly, in my small town here, we have two places of shopping. One is a new one that just opened up. It's very interesting. It's a, it's called Winco Foods, if you haven't heard of them. What's interesting is they don't accept credit in here. They accept debit, cash, and check only. That is fantastic in this day and age. We seldom see it. That's the trends we need to see to preserve this economy because the push is to get everybody into the digital currencies, which once you get in there, which is their format, which is a CBDC, CBDC, then you're going to be locked into their prison system and never get out. It's the bottom line. That's what they want. And they're, all these things they're doing are designed to instill chaos and to prepare you. I mean, take a look at this guy. His name is Will Rollins. Okay, I don't know who this tool is, but he's literally running in California. And how, what is he doing? He says, running on censorship. A California candidate seeks to ride the anti-free speech wave. It is not easy to unseat an incumbent in Congress, but Will Rollins believes that he has hit on a guaranteed winner to galvanize Democratic support in California's 40, 41st congressional district. He is pledging to push for greater censorship to stop those profiting by spreading division based on lies. Notice what they're doing. There is one truth that they're, they're saying exists, and it's the state truth, not God's truth. So once they do this and they get the idea seated in people's minds that anybody speaking anything other than the state truth, you become the insurgent, the terrorist, the threat to society. This is right out of Orwell's 1984. 
And it's where you have the truth commissions and you have things really looking at trying to get people identified. So as terrorists, for simply speaking truth, he's one of these. This guy here, he's, he looks like he's about, I don't know, 27, 30 years old. Yeah, he's probably eats way too much soy and probably eats bugs too. It is, they're also talking now about warnings for grid going down. So the 2023-2024 Winter Reliability Assessment Report, which is known as a WRA in short, by the North American Electrical Reliability Corporation warns of heightened risk of insufficient energy supply during extreme cold spells. The concern extends over large swaths of the U.S. and Canadian power grid affecting approximately 180 million people. Those living in the highland regions or highlighted regions, heightened, I'm going to read, should consider securing backup power generation sources. Power grid operators from Texas to New England are at risk of insufficient electrical supplies during peak winter conditions, the report says. The report continued that the reliable operation of the bulk power system, known as BPS, and the availability of fuel for natural gas fired generators are at risk during severe widespread cold snaps. It said that the recent winter incidents have shown that over 20% of generating capacity can be knocked offline by freezing temperatures in areas of North America that are not accustomed to such cold. When power supplies are limited, BPS operators may experience a sharp rise in demand due to the increased use of electrical heating systems in colder temperatures. Now, what did you hear in there? Not one mention of what they're going to do about it, other than get a generator. And everything here is, and you notice what they slid in there? We're supposed to be in global warming, I thought. But apparently global warming means we're going to have more cooling. So this, again, is more of their fear-mongering. And what they're trying to do is get these, these wonks that are believing in all this nonsense prepared for the ultimate destruction. And what is that? They want to bring the system down. They want to raise the levels of chaos. And ultimately, they want to bring terror into your neighborhood so that people will say, enough is enough. I'll accept peace at any cost. Okay. Patriots, real quick, um, we do have a threat to their grid, and we have a threat towards other issues too. And that's one thing that's very real is the, is the possibility that they could drop an EMP, and we don't need that. So one of the things you can do to prepare for that, and that's EMP or electrical storms like, or even solar flares, head on over to EMPShield.com, EMPShield.com, and use your promo code BARDS. These devices are designed to protect your, your electronic systems, whether it's in your car whether it's in your home and your electronics there, whether it's your, your ham radio base station, your solar systems, your RV, your ATVs. They have a device for each one of these. These are easy to install, and they, they absorb the extra surge of power to ensure that your electronic systems in these, in these vehicles or in your house will continue to work. They've been certified through the best labs in DHS and DOD, Department of Defense, for EMP standards, which is EMP 1, 2, and 3, You've also are protective to a lightning strikes and to solar flares. So head on over to EMPShield.com. They have an extensive library on installation and background on their certifications. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. Get $50 off and free shipping. So that's EMPShield.com, promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. And do that and get your free shipping and $50 off. It's a great investment for this time. I think most of people have heard of this TV series, Black Mirror. And ultimately, 
Black Mirror is trying to provide a very dark look at ourselves of what happens when technology goes amok. Now, the critics of this film is trying to suggest that we, are not, we aren't going to get there, that this was too much of a dystopian view and that literally it's too dark. Well, the reality is that when you're dealing with literally psychopathic pedophiles and pedivores, they'll do anything to protect the truth that they're, what they're really in business for is to rape and pillage your children. And that's just unfortunate reality of where we live. And those are the majority of people that have infiltrated our senior levels of government in our corporate boardrooms and across the school systems. Well, Black Mirror is really interesting because what metaphorically Black Mirror is, is it's what's in front of us after technology stops working. And when you hold up your phone and you look at it, what you see is literally a black reflective surface. It's the emptiness, as they say, where we can see our person deformed in black, excluding the light of our rationality. Technology does that to us. Technology strips us of our rational thinking. Technology strips us from our common sense. Technology strips us of our humanity. And the more that we become dependent upon technology and these devices, the more that we become mind of the true humanity in which we are. When you look at the simple things, and if we look at a, a principle around our technology, and you ask yourself some, some real facts, we have 700 plus thousand children that go missing every year. We have teen pregnancies off the chart. Most, the increased number of children age 12 that are having sexual intercourse with one another is spiking. We have, literally, we have this connection now where if you went to 1950s and you look at the, how much people cherished children in 1950s to today, where well, the definition of cherishing a child for many parents is to have their balls cut off or have girls' breasts removed, to have them change into a gender another gender. I, this is the most unbelievable shift and, and statement of human insanity we've ever seen. And so we are in a point right now when we have to look at the sources and the mechanisms that have caused that to happen, because all of this is part of the Great Reset. What you're seeing in this modification of people, children, the technologies that they want to embed in you, the mutilation of children, the brainwashing of children, the teaching of hatred and division, all of this is fundamental to the Great Reset because the Great Reset has to break people down to where there is no room for God. They believe that they're imperfect and were born imperfect. They believe that they, are, that they have guilt to carry on the rest of their life, and they believe that they need to modify themselves to be more in alignment with who they are supposedly supposed to be. This shapes the foundation of a future generation that will be encouraged and inspired to modify themselves to be part of a greater oneness with the great state, the great, the great empire state of the, of the humankind that will rule over them with a mighty fist and tell them everything they need to do. Now, keep in mind, in the sense of transhumanism, once people get into the full state of that, which these vaccines and COVID nonsense were part of that foundation, they were as to establish the fundamental programming and interwiring, if you will, for this new reset of humanity. So as we have this through us in, in all of us, we are being prepared, not all of us, those that took the shot. If you took the shot, you've got it in you. They're, they're preparing people for this shift into this new reality, which is a shift where once these systems are online in full, you will think you are free but every bit of your action will be limited or controlled by a master system AI. 
That's what we call Internet of Things and Internet of People and Internet of Bodies because there's nothing that will be left for the, for the imagination other than the fact that you will be pumped into the lies in which you're supposed to believe, the illusions which you think will become real, and they will even be able to speak to you as if there is a God speaking to you because they can implant subcranial messages in you already. It's easy to do for them. So we are in a place where the only thing that you can you have to weigh here is where does your faith sit? And truly, like if I had looked at if the last few weeks, if I had not had a solid basis of faith, this is the sort of thing like with this whole nonsense with my com- the computer systems, one could literally go crazy over and start to think that you're crazy. Here's a simple example. What happened tonight that allowed the show to be 30 minutes late? I was actually editing Pastor Brad Cummings' interview, which, by the way, we'll play tomorrow night. And I was editing it on the system that I had at the other location. This system I haven't touched. I haven't done anything to. I was working on it just the other day. I sat down to record, and everything changed on my voice. Everything changed in the system. I couldn't get anything to sound right. What's happening here is we are seeing changes happening, and likely some of this is being driven by AIs and the interconnectivity. And it's also demonic. I mean, we are dealing with a war upon our reality that's unprecedented. And that war in our reality, as we look at it from where we were, say, in 1950s or 1920s to where we are today, it seems like an impossible leap. How did we go from families of 10 to families of one and trying to change your kids to another gender or worse, to an animal or something? This is the Great Reset. So when we say that they're getting ready for it or preparing, they're preparing for the final stages, which is the total seizure of humanity's freedom. And with the AIs on the back end, their intention is to make it so that nobody can move or do anything or participate in this world without their approval, without their stamp of approval, without the number of the beast in some fashion or another upon you. That's our reality right now. And the choices that we make are massive. We're, we have to start being very diligent and start looking towards ways to breaking outside of this matrix. Part of that is using cash. And I'm making an increased issue lately of using cash. Yes, it's paper. It's not silver. But in using cash to try to break out of the system, getting used to getting forcing companies to take cash again and still, and then encouraging those that do use cash to continue that because we need to keep the flow away from the, the total lock-in of the digital currencies. Now, granted, they have every one of our bank accounts tracked and tagged. They have it all on a centralized AI. And there is a continued effort to try to push all of this upon us in such a slave way that we will have no avenue out. That's what they're hoping. And for those that have been walking on this treadmill of insanity with between the vaxes and taking the supp- supplements from the government, financial supplements, and, and, and continuing to be obedient to the corporate world, to get off that treadmill is getting increasingly difficult without severe cost. But there is a, another side which we have all been working on is to walk away from that treadmill, and to try to get ourselves onto solid ground. That split is going to become more defined all the time. And where we have seen it show up the most recently, which is a deep statement in all of this, is Ohio. What happened in Ohio two nights ago was the vote for this Measure 1. And this is such a deep reflection of who we are as people, it's time for all of us to take a pause and start asking some very, very hard and brutal truths. And here's where we are. Ohio 
vote cannot be blamed on corrupted vote. You, we try, you could say they stuffed ballots, you can say they do this or that. The fact of the matter is, I don't think there's much indication of that, other than the normal shenanigans that the Uniparty does every time. The Ohio vote represents a vote that has now legalized abortion. It is now down to, I think it's age three, and it's constitutionally legalized it. It's legalized, by the way it's written, pedophilia, and it's legalized children's right to have an abortion or a transgender surgery without apparent approval. All of this is set up to protect and empower a pedophile and pedivore class of people and to ensure that there is a generation coming up that will be so confused and screwed up sexually, traumatized through sex magic and a variety of other things that they will literally become slaves willfully to the system and not know which way is up. Those people that voted for that there are some that you can say, well, that's the left or that's the, the crazy woke left. I would just say this. If, you have, if, if we have that many active voters of the crazy woke left that have voted for that measure, we're probably worse off than we thought. But that's not really the case. In fact, the reflection of this is even darker than that. Because what we're seeing is that people are lo- have lost their moral compass of how to get back. And this is exactly what the Great Reset is wanting. They want to strip the moral compass away from people so people start to work on fears and reactionary events. They don't think things through. They're not putting their faith first and foremost in God and following God's way. They're they're working on their emotions and their heart and leading them another way. The bill was apparently for said to be for reproductive rights. So the first question is, what is reproductive rights? Reproductive rights has to do with abortion. What's very disturbing is the number of churches that, are in, that have taken a position, or religious leaders that have taken a position and started to moderate this hard line on abortion. We are talking about life. We are not talking about anything other than life. And this is really where we get into this, is the, we are in a competition right now of the, between the spirits of life and the spirit of death. Now, this bill in Ohio represents the spirit of death, and it has now become a constitutional amendment to make it constitutionally locked in that these guaranteed rights to mutilate children, abort babies, and to let men rape boys has now become constitutionally guaranteed in Ohio. There is, this is unconscionable to me. And what it's also reflective of is the number of people that have been not reading the ballot or reading the measure itself, but reading the ballot. The ballot summary was ridiculous. It cut out most of the things that the real intent of the measure was about. But here's what we also discovered in Ohio. We discovered the number of Judases within the ranks of the Republican Party. The Republican Party, we say, is a, mono, is a uniparty. It is. All you have to do is look at Ann Coulter. Look at her recent comments. Ann Coulter is coming out swinging against abortion, saying that abortion is going to lose the ballot box. That's not an issue politically. That's a that's an issue of where we walk in our life. Do you value life or death? We don't make abortion a political issue, but that's what it has become. So the problem we are having, and is, I think that there's many tears to this, but it's a very disturbing reflection in a black mirror sense of people, is that the information digestion, I would argue, is probably at overload for most, most people. Stresses have worn them down. And people are looking to get back to normal. Very dangerous place to be because this is what the Great Reset's plan has always been. They will listen. They will read shallowly. shallowly. 
They will read in a very shallow way. They will listen to what opinions are. They won't dig into facts because they simply want to get through it and get through it and get back to normal. That's how an enemy wins right now. And in so doing, Ohio has now passed what is truly one of the most draconian measures for children ever conceived. God help the children, seriously, because all of those people in Ohio, truly, that voted for this, you will have blood on your hands. And that is, that is not said lightly. Now, the upside of this is there is actually a win for those that truly are looking at this from a long-term perspective. And the win is this. This vote has not only shown the intent of many in their heart, it's revealed the Judases within the ranks of the, of the parties. When we take a look at the number of people that are now screaming against abortion that should be standing firmly against abortion, they're now screaming that it should not be, or they should be screaming to prevent abortion. They're now saying that we shouldn't make it a political issue. You're seeing all the people that never had any intent of really supporting those measures. All they want to do is use it for their own advantage to leverage power and get into office. That's the uniparty. And we've seen this for some time. And these are major influencers. All of this we have to start taking a step back on and asking ourselves very realistically, what is the true heart of the person we're voting for and what's the true heart of a measure that we're voting for? And that means we have more work to do. It means you have to take time to read stuff. But if we don't, you have to understand that in the spiritual sense, when you sign over and say that you are vote for the same, you check a box and say yes. That means everything in that measure, everything in that person's profile that you're voting for, you are in agreement with. And it's important to grasp that because from a spiritual sense, when you're dealing with people, especially people that are not Christian and not walking in that faith with God, in a, in a covenant with God, then what you're dealing with is people that can say things or you're dealing with people that can write things and they don't have to be fully forthcoming. But if you agree to it, what you've done in a spiritual sense is you've given the authority with your free will for them to proceed on a much bigger level. And that's what Ohio really represents. So for all of those people, even if you claim to be a Christian, that voted for that measure, and even if you are now regretting it, you have empowered the enemy at an unprecedented level. This gets always into the same piece where the enemy has no power over God. The devil is already, is already defeated. That's all fine and good until, except for this. God gave us free will. And our free will and choices in which we work in this world will either give the devil power or take it away. And when we give our free will and to support measures that that is truly demonic, then we are literally empowering the demonic to do worse things in us. Our time now is really should be called, our era should be called the age of accountability. Because it's the only way, if we don't embrace the concept of accountability, that we will avoid this spiral into the pit of hell called the Great Reset. That means that each and every one of us is accountable which ultimately is exactly right. We're accountable to God, but accountable for everything. Our actions, our thoughts, our breath, the way we walk, we are accountable for that. And when we live in a place like that, where we're conscious and intentional about everything we do, the world starts to change. But at the root of all of this, and what we're looking at across the board is, you, we should be able to see where this war is most focused. And Ohio gives us another glimpse. What is it that they want the most? They want to destroy the children. They spent millions of dollars to get that thing passed in Ohio. Outside money flowing in all over the place. Why? Why is it so important, ultimately, 
to go after the children. Reproductive rights? Okay, that'd be one argument if we're talking 20 or 18 and up, but we're not. We're talking reproductive rights, pedophilia, transgenderism, empowerment of a child down to the age three. Because children don't have the knowledge of what to do right or wrong yet. Their brains are still developing. They have a true heart of God, though. And that's what needs to be corrupted. Because this whole thing is about destroying a generation so that they can never hear God, never relate to God, and walk in the lost desert looking for someone to worship. And who will they turn to? It will be those that are in power in the institutions of men. This thing is well designed and engineered. It's war against the children. It's a war against the children and their ability to hear God. And once that's severed, these children without an enormous amount of help will wander and end up in the camp of the devil himself. Our mission right now could not be more prescient and more pressing. We have a mission right now to save these children. I don't say that lightly. I don't say that you have to play fair. I'm simply saying walk with God and do as he does, but this is powerfully important that we embrace this walk right now. Ohio, for those in Ohio that are now standing up and who didn't vote for that measure, God bless you. Now you have to organize. And speaking directly to Ohioans, this is an opportunity right now to take advantage of the disclosure you've had, which is all those Judases have been revealed, and start to organize outside of their influence circle and make people aware of what's going on. But we have to start taking and making hard stands. If you're going to start having a NAMBA, National Association of Men Who Love Boys group, organized in your state, which according to this measure, as I understand it, NAMBA now has an ability to become active in Ohio. If we're going to sit by as a community and let that happen, simply because an ungodly satanic law was passed in your state, I would argue that we're as guilty as them. We have to start putting our foot down and realizing our role here is not of this world in the way that they see it. We're of God's world. And if we don't start enforcing one of the most critical issues, which is to protect the children, we're failing. And in my opinion, it's a sin. We are accountable to God, and there will be a question to ask. What will you do? I'm sure there'll be a question to ask. Well, what did you do to save the children? And if all we say is, well, we abide, we tried, we tried to vote, but then we had to abide by the law, we've forgotten something. Defiance is the key to all of this. And defiance doesn't limit it to your action. Defiance is defying a law like this that is outrightly wrong because it's a law written in the blood of death and the sacrifice of death. We don't come from that culture. We come from the spirit of life. We breathe life into things. We pray life into things. We raise people up with life. That's God's world, not Satan's world, where everything is about death. And everything in their world is death. That's the demonic world that draws you in. This is a time right now that we have to see more courage than ever before. We have to be joining together to be able to stop these sort of moves. And when you get in a situation like Ohio, where it has literally been put on the books, then you have to go to ground. You have no more choice now. You have to go to ground. And sure, you can talk about activism and trying to get it reversed and repealed, and you can talk about all this. But here's the fact, patriots. This is a spiritual war, and that spiritual war just got empowered on Superdrive, 
with the free will choice that people made to give the demonic order access and authority over children in that state. So this is literally a war that we need to be waged. And it's the war that was waged that ultimately takes us the war against the Great Reset. Because the Great Reset, you are looking at a significant part of the Great Reset in Ohio right now. Everything is about the children. Everything. And it's about time we start to embrace this as something very real. You know, we don't get a choice anymore. We don't get to sit on the fence. We don't get to wring our hands. We don't get to consternate and worry about whether something's going to get passed or not or whether it's actually going to roll out or not. This is war, and it's on all levels. It's informational. It's legal. It's economic. It's political. It's educational. And it's probably other things, too, like the sort of steel. It's necessary. And if we don't start positioning ourselves to this, they are going to quietly change enough rules in this nation that we are so far in the hole that the only th- result we will have will be a full-on civil war against their AI-driven society. And if we are staying proactive and leaning into this, we're going to be able to keep nipping it down and breaking it down until eventually we break the core of what is them and we, we eradicate them and send them off this planet. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. These people we cannot coexist with. I can hear all day long And I will be glad to pray for many people. But there's a type of personality here that is not human. There's a type of personality. And I'm talking about the blind fools that voted for this thing in Ohio. They're a bunch of sheep in the negative sense. But we're talking about the people that designed this bill, people that thought it through, the people that paid money to get it on the ballot, the people that paid money to see that it won. Those are your enemy. That's who we're after. And they've got to be removed because their removal from power is exactly what we're talking about because they are the ones that are instigating these sorts of horrors against children. And God is very clear about that. There's only one place in the Bible that it gives you a crime and a punishment. And it's very specific. Those that do harm to the little ones would be better off having a millstone around their neck and cast into the sea. And there's a whole bunch of these out there that have, they need a millstone around their neck and cast into the sea. So we're at a moment of choice, and it's a moment of accountability. And the accountability is that before God, not before these institutions of men, not before the courts of men, but it's before the courts of heaven and God himself. In no way do I advocate violence, but I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to be blunt about this, when it comes against crimes against children, we don't have an issue of violence. We have an issue of 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 interceding to protect the little ones on behalf of God. Whatever that takes, it's expected and it has to be done because we have to put an end to this. We will always pray. We will always intercede spiritually, warfare-wise first. But you have to carry two swords in this day. Lead with the sword of the Spirit. Lead mightily with it. Learn to wield it in such a powerful way that you can break down enemy fortresses and strongholds. You can bring people to Jesus, and that means more ground game. That means more getting out there, spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, waking people up, raising them up in the body, giving them miracle healings, praying into casting out demons, raising the dead, and doing greater works. All of that is part of our fundamental tools. But there may come a point when you have to be Peter in the garden. So be prepared. Peter didn't take a life, but he made it clear that if you touched Jesus, it was going to cost 
These people have to understand if you touch a child, it's going to cost and cost you more than you're going to want to give. That's where we are in decisions we now have to make. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today very humbled and blessed. We just ask you now to pour upon us the wisdom that is needed in this hour. We are dealing with the crimes against humanity, crimes against children at an unprecedented rate. Father, we pray for Ohio. We pray for those that voted for this measure to put it on the ballot, that they will find a resolve in their heart to wake up and realize exactly what they have done, to have the wherewithal to come before the throne and repent and to understand that they have been part and are now complicit in a crime against children at an unprecedented level. There will be accountability for that, and we all know that. But now we pray for them to wake up and to become part of an army of resistance. Hopefully, they can see their, with the ills of their ways. Father, we also pray for those in Ohio that are trying to stand now to make a resistance. Give them the heart of the warriors. Give them the heart of the warrior Christ. Know when to flip tables, and when you flip tables, flip them to aggressively. Know when to stand, know when to pray, know when to heal, know when to cast out demons, know when to do those things that we do so well and do them with precision to root out the enemy and to free the little ones. Father, we pray for the little ones across this nation that are now so much under siege and we pray for the, for the adults, the parents, the mature people that have the authorities to stand into this and to protect them and not let this go on anymore. The hearts and screams of the children can be heard in the spirit, and we hear them all the time. We suffer over those pains. And yet, as a nation, we've turned our deaf ear to this and instead turned our eyes onto TVs and politics and news, and we've turned away from the most evil of all evils. The horrific and painful cries of children to seeking help and wanting love. So, Father, we pray tonight for an awakening of hearts to hear that. Father, tonight I'm asking for a prayer. And it is that the screams of the little ones can be heard. And let them hurt. And let them wake up these hearts. And let them bring people to tears. And let them be heard so that people cannot walk away and deny them anymore. What a horror we live in. Father, forgive us and forgive us for what we've done, but wake us and allow us to rise now as warriors in Christ to undo this damage and stand mighty in this hour. Guide us and bless us in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. There's a lot at stake right now, and it's a lot on us. We are a remnant and a good one, a powerful one. And it requires all of us to lean in and do extra. Even when you say you don't have time, we have to find the time. Even when we think we can't do another step, we have to make 10 more. Even when the weight of the world seems to be crushing you, you have to take on more weight and walk. But most of all, you've got to lean into God. He's there to help pick us up. He's there to help take off that extra burden. He's there to refresh. He's there to love but he's also there to war with us, and we are at war. We have an infinitely loving God, a merciful God, but he's also the Lord of hosts. It means he's the God of war. And this is a time when those that can hear are being called to the line. This isn't a time to play. 
This isn't a time to consternate or wonder where and if or that. It is time to lean into this and make it very clear that there's certain things that you can never do. And one of those is to harm the little ones. So patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.